0: This is the Scott Thompson Show podcast. I I know my sister, I haven't talked to her uh, since this was announced, but uh, I'm sure she's just heartbroken. Um, That is if, if, you know, I remember accurately all the posters on her wall. As a kid, it was either Donny Osmond or uh, David Cassidy. And Partridge Family star David Cassidy passed away age 67. To talk more about all of this, Bill Brio is with us, TV critic, author of the blog TV Feeds My Family, and is with us now. Bill, thanks for the time. How are you today? I'm fine, Scott. How are you? I'm doing very well. So your thoughts on the passing of David Cassidy?
1: Well, you know, it is sad. It makes uh, some of us feel older uh, that uh, this guy was such a teen idol when uh, I was a kid. I was probably uh, Danny's age, you know, the younger brother of the Partridge family when uh, that series was on in uh, the early 70s. So uh, it's always sad. Uh, He was such a teen idol. You know, every girl in school had his picture from Teen Beat magazine uh, up on their locker, and uh, he sold a lot of uh, lunch pails. <laughs> to put him in context, you were talking, you know, to me, he's like Justin Trudeau. Like, he was crazy good-looking, but ha- had a lot of time getting people to take him seriously, mm. you know? Uh,
0: <laughs> That's I, I, interesting.
1: I, I think because he was on this stupid show. It was, uh, the if you remember, and you know, you can watch it on CHCH. They air it yep. at 5 o'clock weeknights in Hamilton, uh, and it's... Been, I've actually been watching it lately, but what a vacuous half hour. Like, it's just this family, they're based on the cow sills, an actual group. So the mom and a bunch of kids, and they ride around in a bus, and every now and then Reuben Kincaid comes in and says, Danny, wake up, and, yeah. you know, that's about all, all that happened on the show.
0: Uh, I, I didn't realize that it was patterned after the cow sales. How? What's the relationship there? How close is it, or is it even loosely based?
1: Here's what I've heard from other folks who've, who've written about this or known, know more about it. The, the, the network, I think it was ABC, had the Partridge family. They wanted to do the cow They mm-hmm. wanted to just take them and make a TV show around this actual family. The father of that uh, clan was kind of a jerk, and they, they got to the point where they said, we're not working with this guy. We're just going to cast other people to be the cow So they went out and they hired Shirley Jones, and Shirley Jones' stepson uh, was um, uh, David Cassidy. You mm-hmm. know, fr- his dad was Jack Cassidy. who was a Broadway singer and actor and sitcoms in the 60s. So uh, it was almost accidental that he ended up being the lead singer for all these hit songs, Come On, Get Happy, and I Think I Love You, because he really could sing. He's a pretty good singer.
0: So did Shirley Jones and David Cassidy get this gig at the same time? Did they come as a duo?
1: From what I've been able to figure out, um, she was hired, and, they, and nobody seems to really know, or if they do, um, what the deal was with as were they hired as a package, how that came to be, but uh, certainly uh, she was cast, and then he was, and then uh, Susan Day played the sister, uh, Lori Partridge, mm-hmm. and Danny Bonaducci was uh, the uh, irascible brat, the redheaded
0: brat, uh, Danny. So how come, I, was Susan Day on, she was on some law show, was it L.A. Law?
1: She was on L.A. Law for many years,
0: and uh, but at this point she was just a
1: teenager, like a teen model when she was hired for the Partridge family.
0: So how come she went on to other bigger and better things and the rest didn't?
1: That's a great question, and I think part of it, you know, it was the curse of being such a, so much fame at such a young age for David Casty, he was such a teen idol that uh, to have that happen at nineteen twenty twenty one um, hard to cut, hard to make that next segue you know harder for him um, and I think uh, Susan day really didn't stand out that much on the show,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, so it was easier for her to eventually get another job, but even for her, it was ten years before maybe 15, before L.A. Law came along.
0: Yeah, there was a long time between those two, that's for sure. Um, any comparison to Donny Osmond? Because, you know, even though Donny Osmond kept the teen idol sort of thing, he managed to keep playing on it, eventually got a TV show with his sister and, and did some theater and such. He seemed to keep it going. He co- uh, David Cassidy couldn't. Yeah, lots of
1: comparisons. You know, like... To Donny Osmond, of course, the Osmonds family, Michael Jackson, these were contemporaries of, of uh, D- Keith Partridge there, uh, David Cassidy. They were all on those teen magazines at the same time. Um, I think w- the problem that Cassidy had was he was on this TV show. It was like the Monkees, you know, it was yeah. a fake band, or the Archies, you know, these the, yeah. the cartoon groups. So it was just um, the other guys were legitimate music people, um, and and I guess it was a little easier for them to continue to have a career. Now, having said that, um, Cassidy could sell out the Houston Astrodome. Like sixty thousand people came to see him in '73. He went to a, a tour of England a couple of times, where mm-hmm. he sold out Wembley. You know, all these giant stadiums, and um, he was just mobbed. Uh, and so, but that was the thing. He could sing and play the guitar, but people wrote him off as this guy on a bubblegum TV show?
0: Uh, More singer or actor?
1: That's a good question. He did a few things before Partridge Family, did a Bonanza episode. Uh, He could have continued having an acting career. Uh, When he got the part, he was disappointed in a way because he thought it was going to be a setback for him. Not much to do. You know, hi, Mom, I'm home. Mm. Um, But uh, there other guy, Bobby Sherman, was on a TV show around the same time. He was a another guy who didn't really do much afterwards. And I think it was just he was typecast, um, and he didn't live long enough to enjoy the rebound that guys like uh, William Shatner or, or um, Batman, you know, Adam mm. West did. They finally figured out to embrace that what they were uh, image that they had when they were younger and, and make a living off of that.
0: You brought up the Archies. Uh, have you seen the, the show Riverdale?
1: I have. I saw the first, the
0: pilot episode. My yeah. kids are all over this.
1: Yeah, very successful. It's a little more adult and dark.
0: Yeah, uh, is it ever?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's not the. the it ain't the, the
0: same Archie I remember.
1: No, I remember Moose and Jughead. This <laughs> yeah. is the whole exactly. other thing. Exactly.
0: Um, what about uh, touring? Uh, you talked about selling out uh, in certain places. Did was it just as he, or did the Partridge Family ever tour? They probably did at the
1: beginning. I don't know for sure, but really, it was. David Cassidy, people who sold the tickets, he did covers of songs like Cherish by the Association, yeah. and uh, he did, um, I Write the Songs, remember it was a, a hit for... Um, yeah, Barry Manilow. Barry Manilow. Uh, you know, and he wrote songs, too. He had five albums, solo albums, after The Partridge Family, and I remember as a kid reading linear notes, believe it or not, on a Partridge Family album, and they little bios <laughs> of everybody. And, and with David Casty, you know, they had favorite band and song, and he said, B.B. King's The Thrill Is Gone. Yeah. And I'm a kid of 13 thinking, well, who's that? Like, you know, I <laughs> no, I no concept of B.B. King. But it just showed you he was an adult. He, his sensibilities were way beyond this bubblegum uh, tomb he was in, in a way.
0: Do you think he was mismanaged?
1: I don't know. I, I think it would have been a... Or just about. no
0: opportunity there.
1: He, you know, he, he did do other things. He, he, I don't know if he was mismanaged, but he, he did Segway. He did uh, Blood Brothers on Broadway. He did, like Donny Osmond, he did Joseph and his amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Uh, he continued to do, uh, write and perform songs. I, I really think he was almost so overwhelmed by that early burst of fame nearly getting trampled and sneaking in and out of limos and trying to survive all that, that he really wanted never to do that again. And I don't think he ever figured out what his next act... He even did a a TV series after that that bombed. You know, he tried that way as well.
0: Uh, Do you think that uh, his music was more important to him than his acting? Or do you think he was an actor that could sing?
1: I do think the music was what he felt... um, the most secure about that was and, his
0: calling. Yeah,
1: and if you watch the Partridge Family reruns, there'll be the odd scene where he's in the garage per- rehearsing, and he's playing guitar, and he's really playing guitar. Yeah. Uh, the other ones just lip-synced. They were, um, you know, no, nobody else except his mom Shirley Jones was really singing on any of the records. But um, so yeah, it uh, it, it was it same like the monkeys went through that same. Yeah. Transition. No one took them seriously either.
0: So uh, it was actually. Well, we knew it was David Cassidy. Did Shirley Jones actually sing on those recordings as well?
1: From what I understand, she does sing on some of them. Yeah, but uh, none of the all the other kids were. uh, They were like Millie Vanilli. You know, they just had (laughs) professional singing for them.
0: Uh, So uh, will this mean any sort of resurgence for the show? Will people get into this again? Do you think? Maybe for a day and a half. Yeah, because if you watch the show, it's really funny. I saw
1: an episode the other day, and you know, there's a lot of them sitting around the dining room table, and you know, Danny, do your homework.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and uh, you know, what's
0: uh, it like watching these now?
1: It's 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 not as exciting as when I was uh, twelve or thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know what's funny? They had an episode on with Richard Pryor, uh, and you know, it was an at, at awkward time in 1970 just before All in the Family, when they're trying to deal with real issues. Don't forget, this: is the Vietnam War yeah. is raging, mm-hmm. and this show is very Leave it to Beaver. There's really nothing going on in America if you just watch The Partridge Family.
0: That's my next question. Was it just such a turbulent time, both in society, politics, and music, for this just to even go past a TV show?
1: Yeah, what they were providing was a, an oasis away from reality. Mm-hmm. You know, The Partridge Family probably would be a huge hit now because... People are so dismayed by the news and they feel beat up every time they open their uh, browsers and look at tw- Twitter, uh, they might run and flee to this escapism that the Partridge family provided.
0: Either that or go to shows like This Is Us where they realize that their problems are nothing compared to everyone that's, else's in the world.
1: That's true. Very emotional shows,
0: right? Uh, okay, I, I'm, I'm going off uh, kilter here, but I have to ask you, what are your thoughts on this? This Is Us?
1: I don't watch This Is Us, so I have. That's because no you're a guy. I have no thoughts on this. Is, is it Us. a girl show? I, I, well, I don't know. I know a lot of guys who watch and love it. Uh, Alan, Pergamot is the critic for the Buffalo News. One of his favorite shows. Uh, I just don't. You know, so much TV on so many yeah. platforms. I end up watching. Three of something and writing about it and uh, moving on.
0: All right. So, uh, what about the Danny Bonaducis of the world and the rest of this cast? Do we know anything about any of the even Susan Day? What are they doing now? Do we know any of that?
1: Well, you know, I, I once—the only time I was in a room with David Cassidy was with David with uh, Danny Bonaducci on a on a TCA press tour about 13 years ago in, in L.A. And the two of them were promoting something on Spike. Uh, a special about the partridge family and it was hilarious sitting and listening to them they had all these stories they told out of school about susan day about in the the last year she was so you know she was stick thin but Mm. she was so conscious of maintaining her weight she only ate carrots that season and she turned orange oh no (laughs) according to these two guys (laughs) so they were telling these outrageous stories but it was nice to see them having fun joking Bonaducci had had a, you know, he'd been
0: he'd had a lot of run-ins with the law.
1: He had, and, and that was Cassidy's joke. He said he always knew when uh, Bonaducci was in trouble uh, or had been arrested because his phone would ring, <laughs> you know. Uh, and uh, and really, Cassidy reached out and helped Bonaducci when his yeah, after those arrests, he had once he beat up a transvestite prostitute, and mm. another, another time it was cocaine. Like yeah. he was in pretty big trouble because he was a radio guy, right? Yeah, and um, he, and uh, Cassidy gave him a leg up, gave him a job, helped him out in his tours, and uh, the two of them re- maintained their friendship.
0: Uh, do you think David Cassidy's music career would have su- uh, survived in today's world of uh, YouTube and, and MP3s and such? God, you More know. having access to it as opposed to the big record companies saying what was good and what was bad? It, it's
1: all hard to, to, to put things out of context like that. If you look at the charts back when the Partridge family charted, the people they were in the mix with were um, the Carpenters, yeah. and uh, you know you had uh, James Taylor. Like there was hard rock, it was Led Zeppelin was coming along, but yep. there was also a very gentle middle of the road sound. And it they, was very
0: middle of the road in the '70s, yeah, so they yeah.
1: fit in with that. And maybe they wouldn't now. You know, I don't know if uh, Casty could, uh, you know, rap. <laughs> you know,
0: like,
1: yeah, it'd have to be different kind of thing. I bet
0: Danny can.
1: <laughs> Danny, he's got a rap sheet. <laughs>
0: Well oh, that's what it is. I can't let you go without asking you your your you your thoughts on what's been happening in Hollywood in regard to stars and alleged sexual misconduct, especially Charlie Rose
1: yeah, you know I mean the other, last night I was playing hockey, and you know I'm older and slower, and this one of the better guys came in and I got to the bench and I said man i I got so undressed out there I felt like a studio executive." <laughs> That's my joke, sorry. I I've had that. Hey, you
0: know already. what? I'm watching Stephen Colbert try to do stuff on this last night, and it's pretty awkward. It's pretty tough to make a joke about sexual assault, isn't it?
1: It is, and you've got, um, and I think he had on one of the co-hosts of the uh, CBS.
0: Yeah, and Carol show. King on, yeah,
1: right, last night. So, yeah, it is uh, startling every day. There's another headline, and um, Charlie Rose. Uh, you know, I saw. Mike Bullard, of all people, tweeted that you know when, when he's seventy-five, he doesn't—he won't even want to look at himself. Like, yeah, why? Yeah. Would, why was Charlie Rose doing this? But it, it's mind-blowing, and it does make you wonder what's next. You know, and and we're getting through um, people at a different level now. You got Lasseter, who was an executive at Pixar and Disney, um, you know, and and he's taking a leave for six months. Um, it's getting more into the boardrooms. And you just wonder uh, where that might lead. Um, that, that, that certainly could be a real uh, game changer. But the good news is, you know, this this idea that it was a boys club, that you could misbehave, and you could impact people's careers, really seems to be over. Like, yeah. that, that's the, the part of it that's uh, tremendous.
0: We'll even look at the difference in how uh, we're digesting this as opposed to the Cosby information that came out a while ago. I mean, yeah. you know, after a while, it sort of subsided. I'm not sure this one will. Do you think it will? Do you think this is a news cycle thing?
1: You know, I, I thought it would have subsided, you know, two weeks ago. But it, it, when there's a daily, two yeah. or three other big names, um, you know, a Franken was an eye-opener. And and uh, then it started to tilt towards the people that liberal media is more, um, you know, inclined to yeah. embrace. And so it, it just crosses every line. Um it's certainly fascinating, and I have no idea where it'll end.
0: Uh, obviously, this has been going on for a long time, uh, probably before television, into the early motion picture days, and such. Will this change Hollywood? I mean, we've certainly seen a paradigm shift when it, you know when it comes to the terms, when it comes to how we produce this stuff and how we watch this stuff. Is this just, uh, you know, another changing of the guard? Is this just shuffling out the old? I think it's a
1: sea change. I really think it's bigger than that, that um, before this even happened, you had the head of FX Networks two years ago mandating all his television providers, half your uh, writers' room must be women, half the directors must be women. Uh, People are starting to take seriously the idea that um, this business has to be uh, more uh, open to everyone and um, not just the same Uh, men's club or or even you know in terms of minorities so I think um, that that is different and I don't see that being rolled back
0: Uh, prior or just after the Harvey Weinstein uh, uh, issue came out then it was Kevin Spacey how does this change things for him uh, specifically uh, TV shows. I mean, I, I was noticing on your blog, and, and I thought this, because the, the advertisements were on this station hot and heavy for House of Cards on CHCH just yeah. as this all broke. And I'm thinking, how are they going to handle this? And obviously, uh, you know, they have.
1: Right. The, the, the little secret there, though, is nobody was watching House of Cards on, on uh, CHCH even before this broke. Yeah. For some reason, it didn't make that. People, I guess, who wanted to see it had already seen it. But, um, you know, in terms of Spacey, his career is finished. I can't see him coming back. Um, I actually was interviewing uh, Russell Peters the other day, his show The Indian Detectives coming on on Thursday on CTV. It looks funny. It is funny. It's pretty good. But I asked him, you know, does this change your act? What are your thoughts? And we talked about Louis C.K., and he said, you know, I think Louis will come back. I think people will still be interested in, in hearing Louis C.K. talk about this at some point, no one is interested in hearing Kevin Spacey talk about it or Harvey Weinstein. But you know, when it's part of your when your act and your whole career is built around talking about yourself, your life, um, I think maybe there's a little more slack from fans to hear the person um, at least. Try to describe what the heck this was all about.
0: And interesting, Russell Peters got into some hot water when hosting the Junos last time yeah. simply because he was being a little too risque. He's been performing in Vegas for for many, many years now. Uh, what did he say about his act, and what he can say and can't say?
1: I asked him about that, and you know, all these comedians, their their whole bit is that the uh, they're always pushing the envelope, right? I mean, yeah. you know, that's part of what you do when you're in that position. He said in rehearsal there was nobody sitting out front, and then at the show there were all these young girls screaming, and it was really distracting. And so he said something inappropriate on air, joking about them, uh, uh, basically that they were sort of fodder for getting picked up. I can't remember the actual quote. And, yeah, got a lot of negative um, press the next day and never really addressed it. Um, But he was happy to address it to me and, and address it squarely uh, he won't be changing his act, but his act—he doesn't really have no. a blue act. No, he, it's more about uh, multiculturalism, and he makes fun, mocks himself, and races all. Uh, I remember
0: judging him at an amateur night at Yuck Yucks a bazillion years ago.
1: Wow! Really?
0: Yeah, and he was—he was—he just knocked it out of the park. He was absolutely hilarious. Wow! And yeah, and obviously, it went on to win the contest, and then the rest is history, as they say. But uh, yeah, even back then, man, he was funny. He was a funny guy.
1: Yeah, he is a funny guy. He had a party Monday night to to launch this at his house in Toronto. Because I live up in Brampton, and that's where these guys all grew up. I brought um, a large pizza from McKay Pizza. <laughs> that went over pretty well.
0: <laughs> Bill Brio has been with us, TV critic, author of the blog, TV Feeds My Family, talking about the passing of Partridge Family star David Cassidy and all things TV. Bill, as always, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Uh, my pleasure, Scott. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on AM
1: 900 CHML.